I'm not, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. No, you're not. What, what the French Bulldog welcome, is doing right now. Welcome, everybody. This is Angela's awesome podcast. <laughs> we're so happy it. to hear from everybody, and we're happy to be here today. And I'm sitting here podcasting with Heno from Haley, Idaho. And you have no notes. Gorgeous. Gorgeous yeah, beautiful Friday afternoon for us here in Idaho. And I have no notes, but Hanno has notes. So what have you been doing all day? Here we go. What, what have I been doing yeah. all day? Oh, getting ready for this exciting hour. Oh. Getting ready for this exciting hour of I my life. I can't believe I, I forgot this. I, I did do it. I actually taught class this morning and I actually posted a little video on Twitter. Look, Yay. W- w- watch this. Uh-oh, here we go. Snake oil comics. Just, here we go again. Yeah, we're, we got no audio, but we're just observing. This is the uh, uh, the squats. Oh, we talked about this so, last week. For those of you guys that don't know what we're talking there about, in the middle. Look at that. <laughs> that is some serious thrusting. And, so, and I'm saying that that's, that's not a squat. That's a, actually a um um a, 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 what's it called? A plie. Yeah. Or yeah. or a, the um frog. Uh, a frog. It's a frog. The uh, so you guys that don't know that didn't listen last week, we were talking Shame on about. You. Yeah, you need to listen. Apparently, we're not going to give you any sort of intro or whatever about what we're talking about unless you listen every week. <laughs> No, the Snake Oil Comics podcast guys are doing a challenge on themselves, and they do a weekly something, and what, last week it was 30 squats every day, so they put the video up. Anyway, you can it's, check it well, out. Actually, it's what they're good. doing, they're, so I, I found out the full details. Okay. So All right, so first, a big thank you to all the Snake Oil Comic listeners, podcast listeners, who listen to our show. Oh, yes. Because big thank you. There big was, thank you. There was a, there was a lot of uh, listening going on that I was very happy to see. But uh, so every day, if they fail the eating part of the challenge, they ha- they accumulate 10 um, sit-ups and 10 push-ups. Oh. So, what was the eating challenge this time? They're still doing the uh, no fried foods. Oh, it went over another week. But and, and sh- yeah, and sugar. I think I think what they do is that once they do an eating one, it sticks. You know, so like there are some of the guys that literally just get up in the morning and do 10 push-ups and 10 sit-ups. Because they know they're going to eat fried foods. Oh, <laughs> no, well, <laughs> that's awesome! Okay, that's what or, I would do. The, the one that he he M and M's. He's like, I love M and M's. So he just gets up and does his ten push-ups. His ten, you know. Because how are M and M's fried? Well, no, no, that was from the no sugar. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. So they're because once again, so like are they, they say, still on no sugar? I believe that's the idea. Is that if they take something out, that you know that there's certain things like the the no sodas and you know. Um, they're 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 trying to create better habits, right? Which is the whole point, right? Um, which is the greatest thing. But I was listening today, yeah. And uh, let's see, I said my thank you, and um, uh, that was um, Big Dev and Travis. Those are the two main hosts. Okay. And, uh, and so they were they were still they were they talked briefly about this the uh, the squatting the squatting, and so okay. how, what they did there is they had a set amount of squats to do. Yes. And whoever finished last was that was that challenge's loser. Yeah, and then so, these guys with their challenges, they have like some sort of punishment, which um, yeah. is always entertaining and interesting. So there's an, so. one of the guys had to, had had set up uh, something he gets to do, and I, I didn't quite catch it this morning, but uh, if he dropped below 200 pounds, he got to do something, he gets to do something, so we got to look for a new video soon oh, on their good. YouTube. Okay, so, yeah. good, good. But they, um, they didn't get a chance to... Um, 
uh, take on our our challenge that we gave them. So oh, well, this good. Week, it's out there yeah, waiting for them. They're going to do it for next week. Um, okay. But they did mention on the show the uh, the superhero uh, um, exercises that we're going to come up with. Right. And uh, and I've been getting some um, suggestions in this. So they're looking forward to it, and they're going to make a YouTube video out of it when we get uh, it done. When we get it all done. So. Which is why I was asking yeah. you if you had a video camera. Um, okay, so... And, this... and, and so the cross-pollination is fully in effect. Okay, great. We love cross-pollination. <laughs> so just so if you guys aren't following yeah. us on Twitter, just so you know, and Twitter, there's so many tweets, I don't know how in the world you possibly would know all this, but um, what Hanno and I decided we wanted to see them do for their next challenge was, my side of it was I would I challenge those guys to yeah. eat a slow, relaxed dinner every night. Slow meals. Slow. Breathing, slow, relaxed dinner. And Hanno's challenge was... The Plank. plank. Plank for how long? I, I figured they're just all gonna get into the plank. Yeah, and and you know, and whoever's whoever gives up first, they're the loser. I mean, they just need oh, to hold I it just for think as long that's as they so can. Awful. I think that's awful. I I don't like that one because then you're competing <laughs> against each other instead of against yourself. And I hate doing plank for not knowing how long. Like I would hate that. I would never do that in yeah. our workout. But, like but whoever also, quits first. You're really. We're, we're, we're seasoned veterans here. We yeah, plank a lot. Even more so that we shouldn't give someone something long. we wouldn't do. Well, the punishment is going to be they have to, to grab something from Shakespeare and they have to read it. This is all Hanno, by the way. In pirate voice. Yeah, Arr. that is pretty good. So <laughs> I do I think like that. that. be pretty funny. I think we should say plank for a minute. If you quit before that, you have to do the Shakespeare. I think that we should put a time on it. I don't like the idea of it being contingent on somebody else. <laughs> That's my two cents. You guys can take it or well, leave the, it. Well, their wall squat was like that, too, was just as long as you could go. But the Who wall squat's not as awful as sit. plank. <laughs> like, if we did that in our early morning workout, and it was like... Whoever quits first has to do something. I would just quit first just to get it over because it would just bug me so bad. Like, are we doing two minutes? Are we doing 10 minutes? Like, I just, I don't know. That part of it, that's, ugh. I think it's cruel and unusual punishment. You guys, I, I think they you want can that, decide. Though. So evidently some other other uh, podcasts and maybe comic book groups are taking up the challenge. Well, so that's great. The hashtag uh, um, FFO oh, is fully in effect. Okay. So. Okay. And, and explain to everybody who didn't listen last week what FFO stands for. It is the Fat Olympics. Again? The Fat Olympics. <laughs> I just like the sound effect. Isn't it hilarious? Okay. So I've got a follow-up to last week's episode. Okay. Hanno's going to bring it on. Let's go. So, on Tuesday, yes. I got to have my appointment with Sonia. Oh, good. Yeah, good. and so uh, Sonia... Explain to everybody Sonia with Sonia, Summers, who yeah. Sonia is. Sonia does, uh, she does body work, she does spiritual uh, work, journeying, uh, you know... Where you, Shaman. Sh shamanic Shaman. journeying, yep. Yep. yeah. Uh, she does... Um, she does a variety of stuff, and she has a program, and I, I believe the website Sonia Summer... Dot com, I think, but and she, summer is S O M M. -E, it's only one M, I oh, think. It's S O M E R. Or I, it might. I know that Sonia is S O N I A, um, but she's an Aussie, and she came to my studio to record some drums, uh, some native drum for shamanic journeying. For when, so she has a client, and she'll take them through like um, three months, a three month program. Where she works on, uh, you know, by, uh, body, mind, spirit, the whole thing, and uh, it ain't cheap. It's a serious deal, and 
uh, her testimonials are unbelievable of people who have had uh, injuries and have kind of, you know, they're no longer doing the thing that they love to do. And she helps them in all aspects to kind of get back in the groove. Um, and at any rate, we, I just had a connection with her instantly. And, and as I've shared many times on this podcast is, you know, my motivation lately hasn't been so great. And I got this music thing, you know, kind of in the background and, you know, a lot of stuff had just been kind of in a state of flux. And, and so I asked her if she would do a trade rather than pay me for the recording work. And I, I just wanted to literally have a session with her and sit down and, and see what she could come up with. Because as we discussed last week, I do have a meditation practice, but I wanted to see if I could kind of step up my game a little. So did you Perfect. find it? I did. It's Sonia Summer, S-O-N-I-A. Her last name is Summer, S-O-M-M-E-R. I actually found her on Facebook, so just look her up on Facebook. I think so, too, but I just wanted to get the spelling because it's kind of, we're saying it, but it's kind of a different spelling with her last name. It's Summer, S-O-M-M-S-O-M-M-E-R instead of regular, like, the season. Okay, so keep going. So I went into, I went to her place of business here in Ketchum. I took the, I had, I took off early from work. And uh, we sat down and we talked a little bit because I really hadn't talked about what I was looking to do. So I discussed with her one-on-one, you know, the things about, you know, like making, seeing if I can, uh, you know, do my meditation a little better, seeing if I could use it to help with some of my back stuff. And I talked a little bit about music. And she, one of the things she noticed instantly is she knows I want to do music more than anything else in the world. Right. I love my job. I love right. what I do. But right. if I could do that, it'd be great. Right. It ain't going to happen because right. I ain't going to pay the bills. But right. So the first well, especially thing, if you put it out there like that. Well, yes, exactly. And that's her point. Her point is she wants your me to, affirmation yeah. is it's never going to happen. Yeah, so exactly. Well, you're right. Yeah. It's never going to happen. But the fact of the matter is, is there's not one studio in this valley that has survived more than two years. It just there is not enough population around here to maintain anything like that. But that's not to say something else won't happen. So, or you couldn't figure out how to do it online. Well, that's the thing is there might be something else. So and just let me interrupt really quick about yeah. that whole affirmation thing. If yeah. Louise Hay was here. She yes, would say true. <laughs> that that is that's their experience, mm-hmm. but that's not necessarily well, true, true for me. I'm it's just true. saying. No, I okay. got gotcha. you. Go ahead. And so and so, but though here's the here's the fact of the matter is, I've never had a problem doing this as my evening thing. Music has always been something, but I just haven't been doing it lately. Right. My motivation's down. So right. First thing we do is we sit down and we did a little just a straight guided meditation. And and I told her what I usually do, and she said we need to get you away from that and get you to just straight breathing, where you're not doing mantras, you're not reading, you're not doing anything else. And so we did a guided meditation, and I fell in so deep. Faster than I ever have and Ooh, to cool. a place. I literally found, and this is the thing that I've read about, is I found the source of my breathing. Oh, interesting. It was mind-altering. I started having visions. Ooh. And it was wild. Without drugs, people. Exactly. Without drugs. Came out of that. <laughs> I was like, seriously, I felt like, yeah, it was. So cool. we came out of that, and then um, I laid down on her um, her massage table And she did some, I mean, you know, I just closed my eyes and there were some rattles and the rattles was a trip. Like something opened up in my brain like I'd never experienced before. And the sounds and the scents in the room, because she was burning various incense and this and that, and did some, um, she basically did a little ceremony on on me. Wow. And kind of analyzed my energy flow. Yeah. And and so, and did some other things um, and brought in, I mean, we're talking some, you know, she has these rocks and various um, instruments that are, you know, thousands of years old that have been used in spiritual practice up in the mountains of, you know, 
Peru or wherever, you know. Yeah. You know, it's unbelievable. She's been there. She, you know, she's trained with them. So we get done with that part. And then we go back to sitting down and um, we talked a little more. And she told me, she's like, you have a, she said, I detect a restriction around where my throat is and asked me, do, do I sing? Oh, and I'm just interesting. like, uh, well, yeah, it's become kind of a passion of mine. Yeah. And she says, well, you're not singing, are you? Like oh, she could just say like, cool. you know, and I, I almost broke down right then and there oh. because that's the fact is yeah, I haven't yeah. been. Yeah. Yeah. What was wild is the first thing that popped in my head is a song. And I was like, I know what I'm going to go home and do. Oh, great. And so you got so, inspired. Yeah. And so cool. the, the whole idea of what we talked about last week on the podcast was about energy, right? Right. So what was happening here is literally I'm breaking away at blockages because that's what we were talking about is not so much as, you know, increasing your energy as stopping the drain. Yeah. Shedding the stuff that drains your energy. Yeah. So suddenly I had this like, I mean, it was unreal. I came home and unfortunately I had to do my taxes. (laughs) (laughs) It was a rough week, right, people? (laughs) But like... I went to bed at one in the morning. I got up at six. Wow. I was not tired the next day. You were fired up. I, I was like, like, it was like a spiritual cleansing. Cool. Most amazing thing ever. Then she did one last thing and, and it was about energy bands yeah. and uh, the elements and uh, they're, they're different colors. And she did this ceremony of with by placing these bands around me at various locations. Like where your chakras are, maybe? Yeah, and everything. And it was, that was wild. I like, I felt it for, you know, I still feel them. They're, oh, they're cool. there. She turned so, everything on. And then the last thing, went and searched for my power animal. Oh, you did? So you actually went on a shamanic journey. It was, well, I was so there. Yeah. Like, we're doing stuff that she usually t- takes months to get someone to. Yeah, yeah. But like, I'm telling you, I went in. I was, yeah. I was there 100%. I wonder if you were a little more receptive to the sounds. Because of your music background, I, I very well and could stuff. be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were everything was was firing that she said, "Let's do this." So yeah. we went for, and we got down. I got into my cave. I visualized it. <laughs> I saw some possibilities. Like I saw a bird fly by. Yep. I saw this and that. I had some fantasy kind of a creature drift in, but nothing. And she started to pull me out, and there was nothing had happened yet. And all of a sudden, a frog appeared. You got a frog. I got a frog. Okay, cool. <laughs> which I haven't looked up yet. She sent me an email about what it means to have a frog. Um, and and so we talked about the, that, you know, your, your spirit animal, your power animal can change. And so that was my experience on Tuesday. And it has, it, it, it literally changed the rest of my week completely. Wow. Well, so, that's exciting. Yeah, it really was. And then it was funny as I was watching some, oh, have you seen the new Star Wars trailer? Uh, the no. one that just came out two days ago? No. I have wet myself every time I watch it. Okay. That it was a very unreal. interesting transition. Okay. Because <laughs> I was thinking of Jedi. So I was watching some Jedi stuff and watching the, the, the you know, Jedi's meditate. So all of you geeks out there, Star Wars fans. <laughs> this is motivation to get, men- to get energized and to get meditating. That was... <laughs> so there we go. Okay. <laughs> that was my segue. We'll tie those into the... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, so, I like it. Well, that's week. cool. I'm I'm excited that you did that. That's very cool. Um, well, I'll just tell you real quick what the frog. So, you guys that don't know this stuff, we didn't really get into the whole thing about this um the shamanic journey is really interesting. I've actually done it a few times and you do get these different power animals, but um you don't do this by yourself. You do it with someone who knows what they're doing. Um, it's kind of a big deal. It's not a small thing. You don't want to, because I remember when I did it, the gal that was leading us, she was like, nobody 
gets to go off on their own. Like you can kind of get lost. I mean, it's kind <laughs> yeah, of a yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of you might be rolling your eyes right now, but it's it's pretty powerful. So, um, but the frog. So you bring back these power animals, and then really the power animal, from the way I understand it, is 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 an energy that that you need to um, allow more of into your life. So when I one of my power animals was a giraffe, which is got a certain energy and especially has to do with intuition and the third eye because they have a third horn and all that kind of stuff. So the frog, we might as well just continue on here. The frog <laughs> is, it says, as a spirit animal or totem reminds us of the transient nature of our lives. As symbol of trans transition and transformation, this spirit animal supports us in times of change. Wow, I am like, I just literally just shivered from head right? to toe. I haven't, I haven't even looked at it yet. Strongly associated with the water element, it connects us with the world of emotions and feminine energies, as well as the process of cleansing, whether it's physical, emotionally, or more spiritual and energetic. All right, that's weird. Is that land for you? Apparently it does. Uh, yeah, a little. Cleansing, rebirth, renewal, fertility, abundance, Transformation, metamorphosis, life's mysteries, and ancient wisdom. And that's basically what happened to me on Tuesday. Cool. Well, and the other thing that's that crazy. I would suggest, and this is what I did with my, um, Ooh, I is I would, again. <laughs> you, what would be really helpful for you is to um, write this stuff down yes. and then to buy an actual frog, um, oh, yeah. like a glass or a ceramic yeah. or a metal or something that you can have that in your energy yeah. field that maybe have it keep it in your truck or put it on anyway i have giraffes all over my house <laughs> I, I i have a friend that has literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of giraffes she yeah. collects gir giraffes yeah. it's crazy it's a, it's giraffes so cool. my mom so, collects the frogs okay good well have your wild. mom ask I'm your mom, call if my she'll mom to send, send me you. a frog yep because totally. i actually i've bought her many frog so this is isn't that um, wild? I seriously, there yeah. was one point where I was sitting there going, "Okay, yeah, and you know me, I'm always bringing up studies and this and that and science and all this stuff." And I'm just like, <laughs> I, the wildest thing for me was sitting there and having a completely open mind to this. Good, that's I very good. I would and I'll bet you, you anything, nuts. you can't find any science that backs up your experience, other than the meditation stuff. Yeah. There, but otherwise, there is none. It's just perception. It's belief. It's whatever it is. So we. But I'll tell you, we're going to just accept that what you're saying is true. We're not going to wait for someone in a white coat to prove it to us. No, nope, I'm not just going to believe you. Well, and that and that. <laughs> but you know what? That that brings me to something that we talked about this week briefly yesterday with yeah. with Tony when Tony brought up the 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 ketamine diet. Oh right. And, and I loved your response to it. Right. You're like, try it. Right. Go. You know, see, see if it works. Uh, you know, you're like, I'm not going to discourage you. From trying something because of some, you know, you know, the, so the ketamine diet was basically invented to help epileptic children right. a long time ago. This right. diet's like 70 years old or something. Right. It's ridiculous. Right. And, and just the way the diet is, it helps uh, developing children. Right. And, and, and so a lot of people have adopted it as a, a as a, an adult diet. And it seems like it's a pretty um, low carbohydrate, medium protein, high fat diet for those of you that don't know. Yeah. And I would say that, um, you know, I, I'm all for trying everything. Um, I also do, however, believe that um, try things, see how they feel, and then don't be afraid to do some research, get some uh, opinions from people that have worked with people who have done these, if you can, you know, people who have done these kind of diets, what happened, to see if you can find it. Because to a, sometimes there are other things that can happen, and it's not it's maybe more long term. So like let's say that this makes you feel really good and I'm and if it does great, but there's been you know stuff out there or practitioners or doctors or studies that say this is great but 
five years from now, your kidneys could get into some serious trouble. From the long-term standpoint. From the long-term yeah. standpoint of Is being in a state of, yeah, of yeah. ketosis. So, so you have to also um, make an educated decision around it for yourself. And I think that um, the other piece around making that educated decision that's helpful is if you can really go with um, how it makes you feel and how it supports you um, physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. Sometimes we try to find sustainable solutions with diet, not necessarily in this instance, although who knows, um, but in other instances, and we're like, no, no, this really does work for me. I'm, I'm good being hungry at night. It makes me feel really good. <laughs> and it's really the, the motivation driving it is obsession with body image, which is coming from either being unable to deal with mood swings or um, feeling not good enough, a shaming type of thing where you're just like, I have to be this thin or else... X, Y, and Z is not going to happen for me. I'm not lovable. And the thing is, is that obsession kind of blocks, blocks love anyway. So, so there's a balance in everything. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, try it. It's I mean, open mind. I like that, you know, yeah, open minded and find people that are like, I've been doing this for years. It works great. I mean, they're probably yeah. out there on the internet and just get into, I mean, that's, I, I just love hearing about people's experience, which is one of the things I love about the internet. Like, I love being like, who else has done this? And then people are like, I've done this for 10 years, and it's awesome. Can you I, know? Can I segue you one more time? Yeah, go ahead. What? So so speaking of, of deprivation <laughs> and depriving ourselves, you know, based on body image. Yeah. And, and the specific words, nutrient deficiency. Oh, and yeah. And that dementia story you found this week. Oh, right. This right. was big for me. Right. Because all right, so um, okay, so for, it's yeah. on it's on Hanno's Facebook page. Yes, which on is my Facebook which page. is um, and then it's also I also posted it on my page. Did I put it on the gym page? I think it's Angela. It might it's either Angela's gym or Angela Freeman. But I found I have been okay. So first of all, I'm just going to take one step backwards. You guys, we've talked about this a bunch in the last few episodes, and I just want to r- just put it back out there that the book that kind of started this for me was written by this woman named Linda Bacon and it's called health at every size. And it has been life altering for me in, especially as an eating psychology coach and someone who has been actively trying to help people lose weight for health's sake for the last almost 16 years as a trainer. Yeah. This is kind of it. I am, I, you learn what you're supposed to learn in the time you're supposed to yeah, learn it. So I'm true. looking yeah. at it that way and not, but there is a part of me that's horrified that I haven't known this earlier. Um, and then I like, okay, I, I did, I was, I've been learning the best I can learn as fast as I can learn it. And this is just what's up for me next. But since I've been reading this book and we've been talking about it and that energy is kind of flowing, there have been just all kinds of crazy things supporting this that have been landing in my lap, literally. So one of my friends emailed me the New York times, this New York times article called fat yoga and about how they're calling it fat yoga. They're not calling it curvy or blah, 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 or love your curves or whatever. They're calling it what it is. You can't even take this yoga class in New York if you're not um, fat. Like they won't let thin people in. Oh, so you have to be overweight. You have to be overweight. How overweight? I don't, I don't know how they decide that. It's so interesting. Um, so then from reading that article, 
um, which was on the tips of writing something else, I came across this woman's blog and now I can't think of the name of it. It's fat something. Can you look it up on your Facebook while I talk? Sure. Um, and anyway, this gal is an amazing blogger. I, she just, she has all kinds of information. She's really articulate. She's got all these, but she's basically, this particular blog is talking about um, a study they did linking dementia and, with obesity in a way that if you're more obese, you're going to be less likely to have dementia. Am I saying so, that right? So, yeah, so it's dances with fat. Dances with fat. Life, I mean, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness are not size dependent. Love this gal. And so this is obesity, dementia, and some seriously shady reporting. So not only is she talking about how this study that they did um, proves that people that are underweight or normal weight can be more prone to dementia, to dementia than people that are overweight or obese. Not only is the study, but the way that they report it is they super downplay this particular study because it's supporting people being okay, health at every size. Whereas a study that came out prior to this, they were talking about, um, they were slanting it in a way that said, you know, blah, 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 if you're fat and it's terrible and, you know, making it just. Yeah. So what they did, what they did is they, you're so going to explain the, it better than me. Result, you should read it. Yeah, first of all, I am not doing all, it yeah. just, is going to do a better job at explaining this. Here's the key this. quote. This is, this is those who were overweight had an 18% reduction in dementia and the figure was 24, 24% for the obese. Wow, and so these were staggering wild. numbers. Right. The, the, this is a correlation study. Right. So, you know, it's, there's still a lot more work to do, but right. the fact of the matter is, is because they don't want to encourage people to be overweight or blah, 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 they try to report these, this study and they, tr and they skew it. They, they <sighs> actually, there's, so now there's some, I looked a little bit more into this good, and, there, good. and there's some, there's some really good solid scientific reasons why this happened, not just from the standpoint of why I brought this up, which is, you know, nutritional deficiency right people are sitting out there dieting they're doing they're trying so hard to diet right they are on these they are restricting the nutrients in their bodies right. and they're finding that they are more prone to dementia as a result right right so that's the basis of this right one of the interesting parts about this is because typically in the past people that were very overweight or very obese were so because of poor eating habits or poor this and that, their life expectancy wasn't as long. Yeah. Not, all right? Right. And so therefore, they've never actually been able to study whether people that are overweight or obese got dementia because they didn't live long enough. Right. Well, today, we are living longer. Right. It doesn't matter. Right. They can finally now actually do these studies. Right. So a lot of the the information we had from, a lot, from you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago... Right was based on our life expectancy. That's why we have all these new things about, you know, cancers and blah, 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 because we're just flat out living longer. Right, and, and, and Hino is saying that everybody's living longer, not just obese people are living longer. We're all living longer because yeah. there are numerous studies out there that say that people that have a little bit more weight that are considered, quote, overweight actually live longer than people that are underweight. Exactly. So, and so, so this, we're just, he's saying everybody, just yeah. to make sure that's Yeah, exactly. Clear. Okay, And yeah. so the thing is, the really the real nuts and bolts behind this is these studies have been based on body image. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. Not on health. I know. 
it says that people that are obese or fat, or they're talking about a person's shape. I know. Not whether they're they're so they go okay. These skinny people, you know, that doesn't mean that they're healthy. We are so fat phobic in this country, exactly. And it it is just fascinating to me. And it's it's I think that it's great because there are a lot of people like once you open up to this, like now there are I am just like I'm saying there are all kinds of awesome people that I've like seen and been reading their blogs through Facebook, and this stuff has just been landing in my lap, just just looking at it because. We, I believe now that we are really, um, and, and, and we've cloaked it in this idea of, well, we just want you to be healthy and it's, it's, it's complete discriminate discrimination. And it's, it's, it's no different than discriminating against anybody else, women, uh, homosexuals, um, old elderly people. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's wrong. And we're, do- and we're doing it behind this thing of as health practitioners and doctors and scientists, uh, you know, we just want you to be healthy. Yeah. They're not in, in these, yeah. like in this study, let's say they, they're, you know, they've got a control group that is, uh, that, you know, are people that are, that fit a normal body mass index, right? Right. right. Excuse me. They're not doing a test. They're not testing them. They're not doing cholesterol tests. They're not doing any of that stuff. Granted, this is a correlation study. But the fact of the matter is it is they're assuming that because a person meets their body mass index, that therefore they are healthy. And that is just false. Right. And that's what we're starting to find out. And hopefully a study like this will get them to finally go, okay, what's really going on back here? Let's just let's quit looking at at body shape and size and because we basically what we're learning here is that there's huge assumptions being made. Yeah. And they're not necessarily they're not all valid any longer. Right. Well, and here's what I took away from that. One of the things I took away from it. And this is this is the thing. So we're worried that if we tell people they're okay that they're going to suddenly go out and just binge themselves. Right. Bull- but the thing is is bleep. that my personal <laughs> my personal experience with yeah. myself and the people that I've worked with and the stories that I've read and the training that I've gotten from the psychology from the Institute for the Psychology of Eating that's in um, Boulder, Colorado with Mark David, which I love. Um, the all of those things point to that if we learn to love ourselves and take care of ourselves and do healthy things, we're going to start wanting to choose more healthy habits and we're going to yep. be healthy and we're going to land at the weight that our body's supposed to be at. So yeah. the truth is, is that all this finger shaking and all this shaming isn't isn't a way of, of yeah. helping people get healthier. It's a exactly. way of making people feel terrible. And feel guilty about it. And guilty yeah. and shameful. And all of those things put us in the stress response. The stress response, as we've talked about a million times on here, releases more cortisol, causes us to have poor digestion and all the things that are going to lead us to not only more weight gain, but unhealthiness in our bodies. Yeah. So telling people, hey, you're doing great... <laughs> <laughs> right at your weight that you are. And if you want to feel better, let's get you moving. This woman that, that wrote this, she's going to do an Ironman. She is not a small gal. She's cool. She's going to do an Ironman. Like it has nothing to do with her fitness level. Yeah. She is one of these people, which there are lots of us that happens to be a size that this is no matter what she does, this is what size she's supposed to be. And it's not what the typical health, yogi 
American body, what we associate health to look like. Yeah. It's a bigger body. Yeah. And I just uh, love her. I mean, I, I, she's doing an Iron Man. I'm totally going to follow this yeah. chick. I mean, oh my gosh. And the one thing I'm with, fired up about, yeah. I can't do an Iron Man. Can you? Oh, heck no. Heck no. Yeah. So it has nothing to do with size. And I'm not saying you have to do an Iron Man to be healthy. My God, thank goodness I don't because I would never be healthy. But um, it's just, it's, I believe, I really, really believe the more I get into this and the more we talk about all this stuff, I just really believe that supporting yourself, however, whatever you can do to support yourself where you are is going to lead you into a healthier, happier existence on this planet. Yeah. And, and, and allow you to... I think that part of the body of, I, I don't think, I know that a lot of the body obsession comes from there is a part of us that wants to love ourselves, but we are so bombarded with these things that say we can't, but, but you need to work this hard, make this much, drive this car, be this thin, wear this pair of designer jeans, and then you'll be lovable. So we're trying to do these things so we can actually love ourselves. And my whole thing is we, let's figure out how to love ourselves right where we are. Yeah. And then those changes are going to come. Exactly. And that's the thing that I think that, you know, when we went back and forth about the idea of, you know, okay, you know, when we were talking about is the doctor wrong, blah, blah, blah. Right. It's it's about what the priority is. And right. that's what I started to see is that, right. you know what, if you start getting healthy habits, if you start loving yourself, if you start taking care of yourself because you want to, right. you know what, that weight loss stuff is going to happen. The shape shifting is going right. to happen. But it's or way, not. Or not. You know, sometimes it doesn't. Right. But most of the time it does. Right. Most of the time it does to some degree or another. Right. And, and that's that idea of it's like, you know, what, what's the, go for the end results, which right. is I want to be healthy. And let go of the attachment to the shape shifting happening. Let go yeah. to the, I mean, it, it, then if it happens, great. And if it happens, great. Yeah. I mean, let go of the attachment to it. But the... I just think that any sustainable, healthy changes come from a place of learning to love yourself, doing things that help support your self-esteem. And when you get a message, whether it's through the media, uh, a personal trainer, an eating psychology coach, a doctor, uh, whoever, and it says you need to lose this amount of weight in order to be X, Y, and Z, the problem with that is, is if they go on a low-calorie diet and do a heroic exercise program and maybe they they shape shift a little bit or lose a little weight or maybe they don't yeah. they're going to that's going to create the stress response if they're not able to do it because they're thinking that this is what needs to happen in order to have the health yeah. i have to lose this weight in order to be healthy and if i don't lose the weight it's a sign that i'm not doing enough and that's where the problem is yeah that's where the problem is because it is enough. And that's what that's where what leads people to drastic measures, unfortunately. Totally. Of course it does. You know? It certainly led me to Oh, yes. I mean, yes. Yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. So, All right. we are going to segue from that because I did get a follow-up on our podcast from last week by someone and this is what I thought we were going to talk about today and and um it was she said to me, "You know, well, it's all fine for you people that have these flexible schedules and you can spend all this time doing all this healthy stuff. And she's like, but what if you have a person who is at work eight to five every day and doesn't even know how to get started? Like, doesn't, how do you, how, what do you tell them? Like, what do you do for them? And I was like, that is an excellent question. I think that's a perfect thing to talk about on the podcast to talk about 
how, how do you start? What do you do? And that's part of the reason why I was so fired up and still am so fired up about these snake oil comics guys with their challenge is because my personal feeling about this, and this is what I think being a coach is all about, is you start with one little change that works. You do one baby step. So I wanted to just throw out a couple of examples today of things that I consider baby steps and just see if this is helpful for anybody. Um, And actually, and you start with what you can do and then you build on it and you don't put yourself on this crazy thing that's setting you up for failure. So for example, one of the things that regular gyms love about the new year is everybody is like, I'm buying a gym membership and I'm going to go work out for two hours a day every day for the rest of my life. Yeah, and, and then like, what is what did we say? Yeah. Three weeks later, three no weeks. one's going. So, so here's the thing. Like I believe when it comes to making changes to become healthier, whatever it is that you're, we're going to talk a little bit about what it is you actually want. And then we'll break it down a little bit, but find things that don't go for the hardest thing ever. That works for very few people. And it does work beautifully for some people. Some people have that personality. They have that drive. They have that and that's fine. And they're probably not listening actually. (laughs) Um, They're probably like, dude, you're screwing around with baby steps. What the hell's wrong with you? But for me, I always, I get it. I, I'm a pretty motivated, inspired person to make changes in a healthy way and to try to figure out how to make changes. But I have found that when it comes to making permanent, sustainable solutions, uh, baby steps have always proved better because I can also go into overwhelm. And I'm one of those people when I go into overwhelm, it's, we call it throwing the baby out with the bathwater. And it's crazy because it's true. you really just want to throw the bathwater out. You want to keep the baby people. You want to, you want to just, so, so I have to coach myself around this all the time to break it down. What's, what, what's the next indicated thing or what's one thing I can do that's going to make me feel like I'm doing something healthy for myself. So this is kind of funny because I was talking about this with my husband, Rob, last night. And he's like, what are you podcasting about tomorrow? And I'm like, well, we're podcasting about baby steps and apparently frogs and um, shamanic journeying. But, um, and dementia. And dementia, uh, which I'm glad you brought that up because I just loved that so much. Um, but I was like, and he's like, well, you should use me as an example. And I was like, well, you're sure right. I sure should. Because when I first started dating Rob, which was 15, almost 16 years ago, in May it'll be 16 years, he had egos in the freezer from Costco and he lived by him. So we're talking about like the whole freezer was full of egos. There was not a vegetable to be found in the fridge. N- n- no, not a vegetable. The only vegetable was in the pot pie that was squeezed in beside the egos in the freezer. Um, he, he didn't work anyway. So, okay. So we're starting with Rob. So, and he's, he's we're a guy that, bachelor he's a, yeah, he's a guy, he was super athletic in college and high school and, you know, he's snowboarded in the winter and he rode his mountain bike in the summer and went and had a lot of beer and everything was great. So here I land on the scene and I'm like, okay, so we started with one change at a time and he wasn't like looking to change, but he, I was like, listen, we got to do something about these egos. <laughs> So we started with his breakfast. We, I slowly got him doing protein shakes. And he found that he started liking protein shakes because, and he told me this, he reminded me of this last night. I'm like, okay, well, what made you decide to do a protein shake instead of an ego? And he's like, I didn't get the 10 o'clock crash. 
Mm-hmm. He's like, I felt more energy all morning until lunch. I'm like, okay. So he did one shift. That was it. Nothing else changed. There were no vegetables that landed in the fridge. There was no other kind. Of, there was no gym workouts that landed on the horizon. There was no nothing else. No spiritual meditation crap. None of that. It just he switched from having egos to having a protein shake. But here's what happened. He started having better energy. So instead of having a donut at 10 o'clock, he started not needing the donut. So that's my point when I'm talking about baby steps. So that would be one small shift for someone who's working 8 to 5. They totally have to go for the muffin and another cup of coffee at 10 o'clock. Maybe you need to take a look at your breakfast and do a more macronutrient balanced breakfast like more protein, because a lot of us have a straight carbohydrate breakfast, and then we need something else to eat at 10. Okay. I heard one this week. Right? I heard one. It was like literally four pieces of toast and, 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 and cereal. I mean, it was just nothing but carbs, and I was like, oh, wow. But if, and if that works for you, yeah. and you're not coming to us with a complaint, I say continue on and have another yeah. piece of toast. Honestly, I really, I really mean that. But if you have a complaint, you're feeling low energy in the morning, you're overeating at night, you're binge eating in the afternoon, um, you want to maybe shape shift, lose a little weight, um, you want to just not eat a donut at 10 o'clock, then my suggestion would be switch your breakfast. Yeah. So, and then again, we're going to go back. I want to go back to the the scenario of this person works from eight to five and they're going to yeah. be like, I don't have enough time to get up and, and make myself eggs. Fine. Make a protein shake. Yep. And when you do the protein shakes, Rob and I buy, we have, we own like 60 little Tupperware, small two ounce Tupperware containers. Once a month I sit down and I measure out what I'm going to put in the protein shake in all these little containers and they're sitting in the, in the cupboard. Ready I go. pull it out, pull out my hemp milk, throw it in the blender, throw it on, you know, put it in a thing to drive, to take to work. There's no slow, relaxed breakfast for me. I try, but it's just not going to happen. I'm too mm-hmm. whatever. And literally that whole experience in the morning takes five minutes. So you can't tell me you don't have time for breakfast and you can't tell me that you don't have time for protein for breakfast. Hey, I, I'm not going to believe it. I, I was sitting there throwing on some eggs and 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 stuff just to feed my dogs. Yeah, and I was like going, okay, why aren't I adding another serving in this for me? Right, <laughs> which is kind of so, weird. And, and I'm not saying this is where you should start. I'm just we're going to give some examples. Yeah. Here's another example. If you're like, screw that, I'm not doing that. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Don't don't start with something you absolutely don't want to start with. Absolutely. Here's another thing that I started doing with Rob a couple of years ago. Drink a glass of water first thing in the yep. morning. And if you can, make it super high-quality water. We have an alkalizer. Most of you probably don't want to throw down for that. It's fairly expensive. But you can throw down for some sort of a, a water filter. filter. A yep. decent filter will work. You can also add in um, some things. I have some favorite things um, like um, Sun Warrior's Liquid Light. It gives you some Loving minerals. That stuff, Love by it. The way. Yep. Um, the Green Smoothie Girl has some really yummy. Um, Love those. Uh, they are filled with probiotics and and some supplement, some things to add to your water. You could start with that. But starting with a glass of water. So here's how we problem solved this for Rob because Rob was like, I don't like drinking because I was like, you're not drinking your water in the morning because I'd pour it for him, put a capful of liquid light in it, and then he wouldn't drink. I'd come home and it'd be there, and I'd be like, you're yeah. not drinking your water. I go, I don't care, but I'm not going to pour it for you. And don't you? This is such a helpful thing. It's such a huge thing. And he was like, well, I get too, I get too full when I drink that in my coffee and I'm not giving up my coffee. And I'm like, okay, so here was our solution on that. I said, well, listen, you get up, we have a two story little tiny condo. I'm like, you get up, you get up, 
you go to the bathroom, you come back, you get dressed, you make the bed, you're downstairs before you even go upstairs to your coffee for like a serious 15 minutes, don't you think? And he's like, yeah, totally. And I go, well, why don't you drink your water before you go upstairs and have your coffee, before you do all that stuff? So it'll be 15 minutes before your coffee. Well, I'm not going upstairs before. So, okay. So I'm telling this is, this is, this is real life. This is real stuff that gets yeah, in our yeah, way. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I said to him, well, I'm always up before you. If I bring the water down and have it sitting on the counter, will you drink it? And he's like, okay. So that's how we baby step. And now he's hooked. Yeah. And once in a while I come downstairs and there's the water sitting there. Cause he was in a hurry and he just needed yeah. to get to his coffee, which is totally fine. But that is one thing that I think no matter how much you're working, you can drink a glass of water first thing in the morning. It starts your day. It gets your cells ready for more hydration. You're going to need less coffee because you're going to be more hydrated. Number one cause of daytime fatigue is dehydration. So starting your day with water is an easy It causes headaches. It causes all sorts of little things that you have no idea, and you're like, you're just dehydrated. So there's another idea for you. So that's another baby step. So that's another idea. So basically the thing is, and then what I would say, and this is what happened. This was Rob's experience. He did the protein shakes for years before we did the water. Right. That yeah. was just where he was. Yeah. And we did. Then he's done the water for a long time before we've done other things. So do if you if find one thing that, you know, could be healthy for you. And if you don't hear it today, that's fine. Google healthy habits and pick one that Ooh, you think would be one. great. Just pick something. Healthy habits. Here's another one. Go for a walk after dinner. 15 minutes. It'll aid yeah. in digestion. You'll get some time yeah. outside. Don't you won't sit overeat. down on the couch, turn on the TV. Go do a little walk Go first. do a little walk. That's another idea of one simple healthy habit that even if you're working a lot, you could do if that if you're if it's being called if you're being called to do that. I'm certainly not saying do all these things at once. I'm saying pick one. When that becomes a habit, pick another one. That's how I've made all the changes that I make. Go at lunchtime. If if you can have an hour lunch, right. eat your lunch, go walk around the block. Totally. Or help your digestion. Just go find yourself a, a nice little corner of the where the property you work at or whatever it is. And sit down for a little while in the quietly, sun. Yep. In the sun. That's with, a great with no idea. Computer, so no computer, no nothing. That's a great idea. It's anything that's small. If you're not exercising and you hate to exercise, commit to doing a five minute out, five minute back walk three times a week. Find a time that works for you. Do you need to do it right when you get home from work? Do you need to do it right when you get up after you drink your glass of water? Do you need to do it on the weekend, two days, and then find one day during the week? Yeah. I mean, the thing is, start yeah. small and start with some, don't say, if you're not exercising at all and you hate exercising, don't be like, okay, I'm joining a gym. I heard the podcast. I'm going for an hour every single day. You're not going to do it. You're going to yeah. hate it. Yeah. You're going to end up with an injury. That's not what we're saying. Yeah. But I think when we can take the pressure off of, you've got to lose weight to be healthy and simply say, let's do some healthy habits to be healthy. Yep. Then everything counts because if you're like, well, I'm not going to go for that stupid five minute walk out and five minute walk back because it's not going to help me lose weight. So who cares? And that's the all or nothing baby with the bathwater attitude that I think a lot of us have. And I think that we have it because we've been told, well, you got to look like this to be healthy. And this is how you have to do it. And this is how you have to do it. The thing is, the baby steps cascade. Totally. They totally do. And what was even wilder this week is I was out with uh, two of my coworkers. They're out trimming a tree and I just stopped in. They're talking about meditation. Yeah. And I was blown away because one of my coworkers has, has made it a practice of his over the last couple of years. And the other one was curious. Well, the, the other coworker that, that he's like, well, I tried, I tried to do 20 minutes and I was like, whoa, 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 no, no 20 minutes, two. 
Right. Just just do two. Totally. And 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 I said I said when two goes by and it wasn't that big of a deal then try three. Yeah. And sometimes we need to talk, we talk about this because we need to hear it. It's, you know, speaking of that, I had a talk with my yoga teacher. We did a practice together on Monday and I said to her, I said, listen, I'm really trying to get back on a regular meditation thing. I used to love it. Now I'm not doing it because I get so tired. I go, I've been, so I've been, my new thing is I'm going to get up and do some yoga and say 15 minutes before I have to do anything else to meditate. So however long I have to move, I'm hoping it'll wake me up. So I'm not so tired afterwards. And I go, I've been trying that, and I'm still so tired after the 15 minutes. She's like, well, why don't you do 10? <laughs> I was like, oh. Huh. She's like, or maybe five. And I was like, um, yeah, yeah, okay, why don't I try five? Yeah. Why don't I try 10? Hello, yeah. take your own suggestion. But sometimes we need to hear it. Yeah. We need someone else to be like, hey, yeah. what about this? This is good enough. Or her other suggestion was, because I've been working on, because I'm in yoga teacher training and I've been working on pranayama, which is basically breath control and noticing the breath. And it's pretty out there. It's really cool. But I've been like, I'll do the breathing and then I'll just meditate because I'm in yoga, going to be a yoga teacher and I can meditate. And she's like, why don't you do some more guided meditation? It'll help you stay awake. Yeah. So I went back. So this morning I got up, I did some yoga. I sat, I put on my favorite Marianne Williamson's meditation for it's like an eight minute meditation. And then I laid down into Shavasana for five minutes. It was perfect. I didn't feel too tired. I got up. I felt energies. I was like, okay, hello. Problem solved. See, that's what I'm going to do But I needed, then. I needed that feedback. That's yeah. Like on Tuesday, the, we, you know, I, t I shared about what I, well, and I did it at the beginning of the year for new year solutions was I usually do some reading. Right. Um, I have some things that I go through in my head. I do my meditation, blah, right. blah, blah, roller, whatever it is. Right. Well, it, it was so quick to drop off because it's a certain amount of time. And, right. and, so, and Sonia was like, I want you to stop the reading, stop the this, stop the that, and just go straight to the meditation and just think about your breathing. Good. And so, you know, like, and that's what I did good. today. And how'd it go? I, you know, it wasn't that good, but you just said something, which is, oh, I can do a guided. Yeah. And because while I was, while I was, because I have to guide myself. Right. So I was guiding myself and I was realizing I wasn't happy with it today. Right. And you just said, well, now I can, I'm going to go online and find some guided meditations. Great. And, and I'll incorporate that. Yeah. It'll work out great. Yeah. And it'll evolve as you evolve. Anyway, it's great to hear. So anyway, we have talked about this because this is similar to New Year's Solutions. And this is similar to a lot of stuff we've talked about. This is kind of a repeat on some of these things, but... But we need to be reminded. We need to be reminded. And again, I just want to say that, you know, every little tiny... I think it can be really overwhelming. I mean, when you're going from, I'm not, I've, I don't, I'm not healthy to I want to be healthy, and then you start reading about it, and there's this and that, and there's so much great information out there, but I mean... There's vegan, there's vegetarian, there's paleo that you've got to eat organic. You've got to do free range meat. You have to do high quality water. You have to do this. You have to do that. You have to eat breakfast. It, it can be a lot. So you need to pick one thing that calls to you. Take a look through some things. Find out, reach out to a friend. What do you want to do to be healthier this month with me? That's why I love the idea of those guys doing one thing yep. once for a week. And if they stick with it, great. But if you, if your goal is I'm going to do one thing new a week and then I'm going to stick with it for the next forever, then I think you're going to fall back in. You, it, I, I think it's possible to fall back into screw it. 
I'm going back to everything. Well, you know so, what I so, mean? So when over the so, weekend there was a um, some sort of a comic book convention or was some sort yeah. of a convention on what it was. And so uh, Tony and Brian from Salty Language were there and they were meeting one of the guys from uh, Snake Hole Comics. Um, Big Dev was meeting them. So Big oh, Dev cool. walks into the bar and there's there's Brian and Tony and they literally have like the fried food out. <laughs> it's like <laughs> big old plate of French fries and this and that. And, <laughs> but <laughs> it was the funny thing is Dev was just like, oh man. You know, and they're like, oh wow. Wow, you know, but here's the thing. There's this awareness, right? right. They support their bro. Right. You know, yep. it's like, okay, you know, and, and I just, I, that is so important. Yeah. It really is, you know? Yeah. And we, that brings me to, here's another tip that I love that I do for myself, which I'm doing is I, if I'm going to have a really big, fun, exciting dinner out, and I know it's going to be filled with delicious fried foods and dessert and <laughs> yes. whatever, Butter. then sometimes I'll try to do an extra healthy lunch that day or an extra healthy breakfast that day. Or if I'm going to have, if I'm on vacation or um, I'm just in a mode where I'm like, whatever, everything goes with the food, then I'm like, okay, everything goes with the food, but can I do a green smoothie today? Can I just do one thing that's really nutrient-dense and helpful for my body? So if you're in a mode where you're like, I don't even want to take a look at my food, then don't. But if you're like, well, what's one easy thing? One easy thing would be try to have one vegetable a day. Try to try to do one vegetable. Because I swear to God, that can start you you try tasting and trying out try to find a you're like I don't like any vegetables okay there's your new challenge go yeah, and see see if you can find a vegetable that you like yeah see if you can find a vegetable that you like like just get creative and if you have to put butter on it put butter on it if you have to do whatever mm. to it to have it to start to change your taste buds to having vegetables then do that good point so Rob's what Rob did and what has really helped Rob with the nutrient-dense foods is we started doing green smoothies like five years ago. So there's a great resource on green. We've talked about this before. Her name is um, Robin Openshaw. She's in um, Utah. I think it's Ogden, but I can't remember for sure. But her website is greensmoothiegirl.com, and she has the ins, outs, and everything in between of green smoothies. And that's Rob has a green smoothie most days. Probably, I shouldn't say most, four to five days a week. And it's like this super high nutrient dense, 32 ounces of high quality water, a little lemon, some, a couple bananas. So it tastes really creamy. And then collards, kale, spinach. Uh, he does a little healthy oil. Boom. Health. I mean, those, those greens, the collards, the kale, the spinach, the, um, what am I trying to think of? There's one other one. Oh, Swiss chard. Those greens are so nutrient dense. Like Damn. there's a guy named Dr. Furman and he's an, he, he coined the word nutritarian. And it's like, <laughs> you just try to find the most nutrient dense foods. And he actually worked with whole foods and, and created this like, um, scale of one to, I don't know, 500 or whatever on rating how high in nutrition these foods are oh. per calorie mm -hmm. and like kale and Swiss chard and whatever, those things are like a hundred plus yeah. per, you know, cause he's going per calorie. Um, berries fall somewhere in the forties. A steak falls somewhere around eight because <laughs> it's so cal cal yeah, calorically caloric, dense. Yeah. 
I'm not saying steak's bad. I'm just saying that, you, you know, you can get, if you, and again, we talked about this in regards to binge eating and whatever else. If you're getting enough nutrition, your body can often be like, I'm full. I don't want you to feed me anymore. If you're giving it what it needs, if you're eating yeah. at McDonald's every day, you're going to overeat because not because you have your willpower weakling, it's going to be because your body didn't actually get enough nutrition. It's going to tell you to keep eating. It doesn't care about the calories it wants. It's got to have enough of the, the B and the C and the D vitamins and the A and whatever, you know, all those other micronutrients that you need, it's going to tell you to keep eating. Yeah. And it's not smart enough to be like, hey, give me an avocado because that's what I'm missing. It's, <laughs> it's just going to tell you food. That's true. Fat. It's true. Right? If you're yeah, not eating enough fat you're gonna, and you're craving potato chips, maybe you need an avocado. And I'm not saying potato chips are bad. I eat potato chips. I love potato chips. I you know, It would be a challenge for me to do the no-fried thing for a week. But I know that I don't need as many potato chips when I'm giving myself enough healthy fats. Yeah. Right? And I know when I'm craving potato chips all the time that... I'm either needing more fats or I'm overdoing it and I'm look my body's craving foods that are very grounding. Yeah. Which is another whole topic. So I don't know. I hope that helps. I mean, we just I I just I think that I think that the big message from today outside of um go and get your own power animal, which is a cool thing to do, is it doesn't matter what you do as long as you do one small thing. And right now's a great time. Weather's changing. Yeah. It's getting nicer outside. Everyone's, you know, th there's opportunities coming back again to go yeah. out and do a variety of things yeah. to get out there when it's nice, to get out on that bike. You know, one of the ones that I always have to remind myself when I transition from winter into spring is, is you know, sometimes I'm, I'm just going to go drive down the street to go do something and I can actually just jump on my bike and just take a, a stroll down there. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be like, I'm going to go exercise. No, 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 no. no. I mean, if you want bike. to, we love exercise, but yeah. no. But, and you may be like in a space too, I'm going to just throw this out real quick, where you're like, I that all sounds overwhelming. Then buy yourself a little book that's full of like uplifting, motivating, inspirational reading and read it for two minutes before you go to bed and have that be your new healthy habit. Yep. That book I talked about last week with by Pena, Pena, Pema, 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 yeah. Pema Children. There you go. Yeah. Called Comfortable with Uncertainty. I love that one. There's um there's, there's so, so many, many great writers and great resources out there you Hazleton, can find. I mean, yeah, and have that be, you know, and and or oh, oh my favorite, Brené Brown's book um The Gifts of Imperfection. If you're feeling super overwhelmed and you're like I don't even want to do one healthy thing, then just pick that up, read one paragraph a night and and take the next year to go through that book. Oh, I totally It's so amazing. Keep talking. Okay, I'll keep talking. So <laughs> Um, so don't worry, um, except for I'm so distracted trying to, to figure out what you're doing. So don't worry if, if you're feeling overwhelmed, we don't, we're not advertising that you have to lose weight to be healthy. We're not advertising that you have to do all these things to be healthy. We're advertising that you need to just, to try to incorporate healthy habits one at a time. And that's another thing. My mentor, um, and sponsor, in my food program with um, before I got into the psychology of eating, she was like one healthy habit a month. One. Here comes our music. Oh, yeah. One healthy habit a month. That's it. Don't try to do one and then stick with it every week. I mean, if you want to do something different every week, then that's working for you. Great. But one a month and then pick another one. 
And no sugar is awesome for people that works for it. That is, that is something I have tried 8 billion times. If that's not, don't do it. Bring it back. Water. Take a week off. Lots of water. That's my thing now is water. So I, just I wanted- love it. And Hannah's actually drinking a big glass of water. I should take yeah. a picture. I take, I take, oh yeah, don't forget to get my t-shirt in here because I have to send this to uh, Salty Land, or God, Salty Land, jeez, Amish Baby Machine. I'm wearing my Amish Baby Machine t-shirt while I podcast with my water. And your water. I care about the water as much as I care about that T-shirt. Okay, Hannah's going to read something because we had an awesome present. Did you get one of these? I did. Oh, I think I got mine she is first. So I'm sure you did. So yeah, a gigantic thank you because I just been I haven't had a chance to do this to our good friend Jeannie Keel. I went into work one day and there was the not at work but at the health club. Someone said, "Hey, somebody left something for you," and it was this wonderful card. Jeannie Keel, we yep. love Jeannie and, Keel. And this little book it says excerpts from the tre- the Treasury of Quotes by Jim Rohn, uh, America's leading business authority on success. And it's just there's little chapters, and this is just a tiny little pocketbook where it says results in success, lifestyle. Uh, skills and fundamentals, choice, change, and decision, influence and association. And then there's just a list of great quotes, inspirational quotes. So I just wanted to say thank you, Jeannie, very much. I appreciate it. And this is a great example of just a little, a little, a little book that you can have and, 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 you know, open up and look inside there and find some, some inspiration. So. Yeah. Anybody who lives here or that wants to live here, you should want to live here. If you need to buy a place, sell a place, or do anything like that, our friend Jeannie is in yeah. real estate. Seriously. Um, she's awesome. Jeannie Keel, Sotheby's. Right? I think so. Yeah. I better not get that wrong. <laughs> I got to replug her. <laughs> anyway. All right. Let's okay, you guys, baby up. steps and... Um, you guys on the snake oil continue on. We'll 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 stay in touch. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay. Thanks for listening. Where, where do they find you? Oh, that's right. Uh, I'm at Angela's Gym on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and I am at www.goingtoangelas.com. Did you do a blog? I did a blog. It doesn't have anything to do with anything we talked today. Okay. It, there's a very exciting, fun blog up if you want to check it out. You'll okay. have to go to it to see what it's about. <laughs> okay. And you can always sign up for my email list. I send out an email every Sunday just reminding you and inspiring you to have an awesome week. So you can do that on I my website too. I love your emails. So yeah. yeah, sign up for Angela's emails. I had this awesome feedback from someone I had yoga school last weekend and she was like, I just love your emails. She's like, you must spend a lot of time on that. And I was like... You know what? I do. And I really appreciate that feedback. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, I just love them. I was like, well, thank you. I I appreciate you telling me that because you're right. I do spend a lot of time on it. Now, can you see when someone's opened them? Uh, I know if someone's opened them and I know if someone has um, clicked on any of my links. Okay. But I don't go back and look that much because I I just, I write it because... I want to put my message out there, and I don't spend a lot of time that's, trying to. That's how I am with out. the podcast and the numbers. I'll occasionally yeah. look at them, yeah. but I just don't care. I yeah. know people just obsess over them. Yeah, but I'm just like I just heard somebody else talk about this week. Like you know, like hey, if once a week you got to stand in front of 50 people that's and, awesome. and share something, yeah, that's freaking awesome. Yeah. So you know, just enjoy the fact. You know, totally, I get it's again. It's just like we were talking about. I got to let go of the outcome. Like I feel like this is an yeah. important message. I totally want to help people with this. Whether it's just them listening to the podcast, reading the email, they want to meet me as a, you know, just t- work with me as a coach. I just want to get it out there. And I, yeah. I can't be worried if I need this many followers. Like, I just, I can't go there. It causes the stress response. We don't want that. Okay. 
Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye.